Welcome to Sober Holic, a podcast about Christian recovery, where each week we explore topics that can free you from bondage and strengthen your relationship with God, others, and yourself. Now, your show hosts, Roger and Jason. Welcome to the show, Jason. What you been up to today? Working on stuff. On stuff. I like that. You sell it one of my kids. Yeah. <laughs> punch you in the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing stuff. Just stuff. Uh, just church stuff? Yep. Uh, other stuff? Did you run today? I did. I ran this morning. Yeah, I ran a little bit today. I don't run fast anymore. I don't even run far anymore. And in fact, I don't run much at all. <laughs> you were treadmilling it this morning. I, I was elliptical. In it. Oh, okay. Elliptical. Elliptical. That's, that's a real verb. Hey, it is what it is, right? Well, man, I've had a, a pretty good week, even though it's just Monday today. It's you know, I, I count yesterday too, but it, it's been good. My little girl, she's been sick, and you never like to see your kids sick. But what it did create was a lot of snuggle time, and Aww. I absolutely love snuggling with my little girl because my boys they don't do it, and my oldest boy, he's seventeen, it'd be kind of weird. That would be strange. <laughs> it would yeah. be very weird. <laughs> Were y'all a high five now? Maybe a hug. Not even really that. Like we don't even acknowledge each other in the room. Oh, okay. You know, it's kind of that type deal. Now. I got you. Yeah. I mean, he's a good kid, but um, like yeah. going hunting is like. Does he go hunting? With you? He don't even like hunting. My middle oh. one likes hunting, but okay. my oldest he don't like anything. And it'd be weird to go look at girls together, seeing how I'm married. I don't know. You know. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I know. Um, Here for for that we got this. You go tell you. It's got to get better than that. It's got to get better than that. <laughs> so uh, here, here's the deal. The ideal for the show. A few weeks ago, um, we were talking about suffering and um, talking about why bad things happen. And I, I wanted to talk a little more about that in the sense that oftentimes we come on here and we may give four reasons how to change your life, four reasons how to, or five reasons how to. Um, prevent a relapse yeah or something like and, that. and those are, are for a point because we can't talk forever and so we try to narrow it down so people can get the meat of it and we've never tried to give away this miracle cure because i don't really believe there is just one way to fix this thing is or should i say five ways to fix something um, even when we give those four or five tips there's always more that we just don't cover right sure oh yeah there's no magic bullet and for some of us, um, you find yourself in that that dilemma where you're suffering through something and you're struggling with something, and someone will give you that old answer like, "Oh well, surely it's got to get better than this," and that's the hope they give you, right? Yeah. Or this too shall pass. Yeah, well, I don't like. It. And then they're trying to quote the, the Bible on you for those who maybe aren't familiar with the Bible. Is that in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard that before. People have quoted mm-hmm. that out of the Bible. To me, am I wrong? I don't know if that's in the Bible. I'm gonna have to pull it up and find it. For we'll you find then. out. Is, I don't know. I don't think it's exactly phrased that way. I mean, I know you see it a lot in AA, but I, I think I, I'll, I'll check. I think I it's, will check. I think it's one of those cleanliness is next to godliness kind of things where Maybe. everybody thinks it's in the Bible, but it's not. Could be. We'll like find the, out. The seven deadly sins. Did you know that's not in the Bible? Yes. Because one day somebody was telling me that, and I'm like, no way. Because I've always heard that, and it's not there. Dante. Dante, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the Inferno's? Dante Inferno, yeah. He's the one that came up with that. Yeah. Well, now we got homework to do. Anyways. Anyway. 
<laughs> so, uh, you know, it's easy to say this to what shall pass or whatever it may be and just to try to give someone some hope. But that don't always explain the situation. And, and oftentimes it's just really too simplistic to get to the answer. But I believe if we do look to God's word, not what we think might be in God's word, like this too shall pass, but what is in God's word, I believe that we can find answers. And one of those things is a promise that we see. And it's a promise that we see from Jesus. And um, I don't know, um, that's kind of where I wanted us to talk about. Not just the four simple ways of doing it, but yet just a promise that whether you're a Christian today, maybe you can go back to to find some um, some hope. Maybe if you're not a believer like I was for many years, you can kind of understand why a Christian can find hope in this. Yeah, let's do it. Let's huh? look at it. Have you got it written down in front of yeah, you? Yeah, I got it. So we're going to be looking at Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. You've probably heard this before, um, and if you, if you haven't, then that's great too. Uh, so here it is, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's a good one. It is. It's real good. I mean, but there's a whole lot to unpack there. Yeah. Lots to unpack. Yeah. And so, what, I mean, if we just start from the very beginning, what was he talking about when we when we say, come to me? I mean, what was he being? I think it's an invitation to every individual. You know, a lot of earlier in the book of Matthew, he's he's talking to the, the nation of Israel as a whole. Um, but this, he, he pivots, and he's really talking to the individual. He's, he's talking, you know, to every individual person and inviting them to come and uh, I, I think the same phrase was used when he asked Peter and James to follow him he said come after me I think it's the same Greek word that is being used here so he, he's he's calling you he's saying come to me he's calling you to himself yeah because it's more you know Maybe I'm the only one, and sometimes I think this, and I've probably even said those words on here before, but I feel like I think maybe differently than the rest of the world. But, you know, you it's easy to, to hear the words of Jesus. It's its great to see a picture of Jesus, but it's different to, to acknowledge Jesus for who he is, you know, and to see him as Lord, to be King of kings and Lord of lords. And so uh, for me, when, when he says, come to me, it's really where you see him as is that, you know, the Son of God, do you see him? And and you're willing to, to chase after him. And because of that, if he is who he says he is, then you can believe that he can fix whatever you're going through. What's that old saying? Um, I, I'll get it wrong, but either he was a liar, a lunatic, or he, he is who he claims to be. Right. Who yeah. said that anyway? Do you know? I think it was C.S. Lewis. I think, I, I think you're maybe right on that. There's a lot of truth to that because for the longest time I thought there was a bunch of liars who wrote the Bible, and then I figured he was just a lunatic. But then in my own life, I have to say he is who he says he is because promises just like this have have, have been true into my life. Now there's been times I may 
I may not rest easy in him because I choose not to put my rest in him, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, and I think I think the come to me, I think he's talking to non-believers too. Um just like with doubting Thomas, I mean, he he said come and, and touch touch my sides, touch my nail my nail pierced hands, you know. I think he's he's definitely talking to to believers and unbelievers too when he says come to me. So the the next part that that we can talk about is the the rest for your souls. Um I mean, what's your take on that? Well, before we get there, weary and burdened, what are we burdened from? I, I really wouldn't. What are we weary and burdened from? Well, I guess it depends on what your struggle is that day, right? Yeah. Um, Everything. Yeah. You know, what, what all the struggles, all the burdens. You know, because there's some days I could go, well, I don't, I'm not burdened from anything. It's been a great day. But, you know, usually when you find yourself seeking out this verse, or for me, it's when I'm really down and out and there's something going on into me that I, I, I need to find strength. I need to find hope from. And, you know, there's been times that it's where I, I, it was just life. Man. Yeah. You know, you, you know, in recovery, talk about living life on life's terms. And I never was able to do that. It was always something, even today, that, that bogs me down because I'm just unwilling. I don't wake up chasing after Jesus. I just don't. It's not your natural default setting? No, it's not at all. <laughs> and, and, I, and I hope everyone on here that maybe is a new Christian or are not a Christian hears me say that because I was under the impression that when you become a Christian, like you were, you had to be sold out every day, all day. Right. And that has not been the case with me. Yeah. I mean, to me, like what makes me tired and what, you know, is a burden to me and some of some of some of it anyway, is just the struggle of sin. And, you know, just where I I do the things that I don't want to do and I don't do the things that I do want to do. And it just, it seems like, I mean, and this kind of ties into um, to character defects and, you know, steps five and six where, you know, you work on one character defect, you work on one thing, and you kind of get over it, and then another one pops up. And just that cycle can really, it really wears me down, you know, where I'm just like, this is never going to end. Right. And I just get tired of it. And and, and the same goes kind of in recovery, too. I, I think a lot of people would identify with, with this. I, I remember I had been going to meetings for maybe about a year or so, and my mom was like, are you going to have to always go to those classes? classes yeah she called them classes i've heard that too and i was like well i i mean yeah i think so you know i think i'm gonna have to always do this and that and the thought of that you know it i love going to meetings now but earlier on the thought of that just wore me out like i'm gonna have to do this all my life you know but it's not so it's not like that anymore but you know some of the other things that I that I, that make me tired and that I feel like I, I need rest from is just the busyness of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is crazy now, you know. I mean, we're we're more connected to each other than we've ever been. You know, having a cell phone means you're on, you know, you're you're on call twenty four hours a day. Time, all the time. I mean, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but this happens to me from time to time. Hey, why didn't you text me back? You know, it's been it's been six hours. Right. I'm just like, 
how did we get to this? Uh-huh. And it, and that can really take its toll on somebody over 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 time. And so, I mean, I think I think it's it's rest from all those things. How about know? this, my son? You know, if you see the little dots on your phone, like you know somebody's fixing to respond, I, th- I think I'm I'm, I'm going to show my age, but my son calls it leaving me on red. Like if you see the dots <laughs> and a message don't come through, you left him on red. Really? Is that I mean, like a so, slang term? To, yeah, you're supposed to have it immediately. You know, talking about you know six minutes or six hours, whatever you just said. How about instantaneously? Oops. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let some go. Sometimes I miss some. Yeah, me too. But, but anyway, I mean, and I, have you paid attention to the whole recently with the pastors that the the few pastors that have been commit have committed suicide in in the recent past? You know, I think that kind of ties in into this. You know that this over connectivity that we we have um you know and with all the modern technology that we have i mean it just it just wears you out you know how about this I, this this translation i love and it's the message translation of this the same verses we're talking about it says are you tired worn out burned out on religion come to me get away with me and you'll recover your life i'll show you how to take a real rest Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn um, the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And talking about what we're talking about here is, you know, I think that even as a Christian, we we're we're burnt out even chasing religion. I mean, we talk about this personal relationship with Christ, and that's what he's screaming here is just come to me. Stop doing all these things that we call the law and just trying to be good enough. Just just come to me. And, you know, I, I, I fought this fight. I've won this battle. Rest easy in me. And, and that's hard to do. Even as Christians, we know it. We say it every Sunday. We we read the uh, Bible stories every Wednesday, but yet we don't practice it. Yeah, I think you're dead on. I mean, I think it's the gospel story. He he is in in this text. It's right there and it's clear for us. You know that we can't be good enough. He was good for us, and we have to go and we have to put our faith and our hope and trust him and make him the Lord and the boss of our life. And then after that, where it says, learn from me, you know, then after that, like when it's talking about put on, you know, my yoke, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I, I think it's kind of easy to get confused there. Cause you're like, how do I rest if I'm putting on a yoke, you know, but what I think he's talking about is, is when you, when you put on his yoke, and you're 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 trying to be more like Christ. That it it is way easier than trying to be good enough, you know, and to try to try to do everything on your own. You're you're able to give everything to Him and really submit and be obedient to Him, and that's where you find your your rest and your peace in Him. Because rest is, I guess, we're just kind of there already. We're talking about rest for your soul, and you know, rest is something. Probably we all look for. We probably don't say it that way, but we're looking for rest. We're, we want all the clamor of life to just quiet down, and we're looking for just peace in our soul. And we try to find that in a lot of different ways in life. You know, for me, it was drugs. Drugs is what numbed my 
my situation and my circumstances. And for a moment, it would work. But then when I woke up, the problems were there tenfold because then I had to deal with the loss of money and the destruction that I had caused that night before. And even now dealing with like weight, as I look at that, um, you know, we get offered so many gimmicks that don't really last. You know, you look at all the different diets that go around every year. There's a new diet where it's paleo, where it's keto, where it's whatever. Um, you know, there's always something. I remember about 10 years ago, there was these ab belts that would shock you <laughs> to make the weight go. You didn't have to put no effort into it. You know, there's just always something new. All yeah. the exercise, just think of the exercise commercial you've seen. And for many of us, we went and bought those things wanting an easy fix because we were, we were expecting some hope. There was hope that we could get rid of our weight. And yet, Really, the only satisfying thing that we can find is in Christ. You go, well, how do you just lose weight believing in Christ? It's not so much that you lose weight because you just accept Christ or you follow Christ. It's that you find rest is what we're talking about. Yeah. And that's what you're looking for. Um, that's what I was looking for for so many years. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, I, I looked for rest in drugs and alcohol. And I think for me, you replacing the word rest with or maybe kind of and or with peace mm-hmm. you know wanting peace um you know is more i'm not i'm not trying to say well let's change the word in the bible or anything but right. i think those are pretty interchangeable words um but for me you know for so many years i looked i looked for rest in drugs and alcohol in relationships in money and everything but in christ and you know, nothing has ever fulfilled me and satisfied me like a relationship in Christ, and uh, and I know nothing ever will. Um, I, I've tried. I mean, I try. I got way out there too. Uh, I don't know if I've ever told you about this, but I got into some new age stuff there for a while with yeah. some crystals. Oh yeah, uh, went down some weird, weird little side streets into all that. Um, and it didn't. It didn't give me any rest. It didn't give me any peace at all either. So nothing did. Well, you know that, that's the thing. Uh, I think your translation said burdened, and what, what was it that it said? When we backed up a little bit on this translation, I'm looking at not the one I read a minute ago, but it talks about those who labor and are heavy laden, and that's where I found myself, and I still find myself trying to do it myself. You know, and. And everything seems to be just laborious work, and because I, I, I'm fighting against the Lord on everything, I'm fighting against God on everything that I do because I want to do it my way and trying to figure out another way of doing it. And it's when I submitted myself to Him and was willing to chase after Him, then things got easier for me. And that that's really opposite of what I thought when I was not a Christian before I stepped into recovery. It was like if I made that step of faith to accept Christ as my Savior, then the standard got lifted much higher. In a lot of ways, that's true, but it was so much easier then because I knew how to walk it out then. I knew how to walk. Well, I'm learning how to walk with him is probably the better way of saying it. But it, it wasn't so, it wasn't something that I had to do. I hadn't have to meet a, a checklist of requirements to be good enough. Right. It was simply that I wasn't good enough, but he was good enough. Yeah. So he was able to fill what I couldn't do. I mean, to me, it's, it's like he's saying, I have a design for living, which is way better than what you've been doing. Right. 
learn from me right and follow me on here we talk about sponsors all the time right. you know so that's kind of what a sponsor does to you and i'm not relating your sponsor to jesus <laughs> and that's not what i have to you by no means but if you think of it in just in recovery terms is jesus has the answers that we're looking for my sponsor had the answers i was looking for yeah and so i was able to just kind of walk like him i mean that's what everybody told me to do look for someone who's got what you want yeah. in life and, and and this is bad paraphrasing or um or trying analogy to use but when when i when i saw my sponsor i wanted to have what he had well i see jesus living a life that is great and and he has the answers i guess is what i'm trying to say i've just got to to, to follow him and, and follow in his footsteps yeah and i mean i you know, Paul said, imitate me mm-hmm. as I imitate Christ. Uh, I'm not quite as confident as Paul was in that. Right. But, um, you know, some, for some people, it's 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 about the only place they can start, you know. Um, I, I've, I've heard some sponsors say, you know, borrow, borrow my recovery, mm-hmm. you know, borrow, you know, borrow my higher power if you don't have one kind of thing. Um, of course, the only higher power is Jesus, uh, I think think that's obvious um that we believe that but but yeah i mean how do we see jesus himself if we're going to learn from him and and be more like him how do we see some of the ways that jesus found rest well one of the things that i picked up early on when i began reading through the bible because i was as new as anybody reading it and i continued to see where jesus would withdraw from the disciples for those he was closest to and he would always go pray Mm -hmm. i mean we see, as I said earlier, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, um, walk up to himself to pray to the Father. And I was like, hmm, if he if he needs to do that, maybe it's a good thing that I do that, right? Yeah. I mean, I I think, you know, as far as we were talking about earlier in the show, there's no, there's no magic silver bullet that's going to just deliver all this at your doorstep. I mean, to me, when we look at Jesus' life, we see him exercising what's called the spiritual disciplines. The spiritual disciplines is prayer, the word, memorizing the word, fasting, worship, all those things that we as Christians are are supposed to be practicing. Um, I think if we practice those things, then it's not work, you know, because you're like, how am I going to find rest doing all this work and, and working hard to do all these things but whenever I'm, I'm i'm walking in the spirit and i'm walking in a close relationship with jesus christ it doesn't feel like work and my burden does feel lighter i do feel more joy and i do feel more restful um and i'm you know usually not letting the things of the world and my sin weigh me down so I, I think I think it's through the spiritual disciplines like prayer and worship, and and reading reading the word and meditating on the on the word. I think it's those things that we are supposed to imitate Jesus in. Because man, I just think about reading the word. I mean, that's something that I, that I don't do every day that I should do every day. And I've probably told people I know that I have they should do it every day because it's been told to me. The cool thing about it is if you're looking for an answer in your life, you're looking for some rest in your life, you're looking for something different in your life, oftentimes where I find my peace and that rest 
is what I read out of the Word. And the Lord speaks to me through reading that. And so I, I see that. I see that by meditating, um, you know, what I consider meditating is after I pray, that time I spend with the Lord just reflecting to let him speak to me in a way that I can hear it. Um, I can get the answers that I'm looking for. Oftentimes I don't do that. It's an amen and I'm out the door or down the road and I'm dodging cars. And so those are the things that I believe that Jesus went out and when he prayed, it was more than just saying the words out. It was listening and reflecting on those things. Oh, yeah. And and for me, you know, with doing a, a devotional time, um, it was easy for me to, to think, well, I've done this five days in a row and I haven't heard anything from God or I haven't felt, you know, inspired at all. And it's, and it's easy to kind of give up on it. And, and a lot of times I don't, I'll, I'll read a passage, I'll read a Psalm, I'll read a Proverbs and then I'll, I'll read something, you know, either in the new Testament or old Testament, depending on where I am. And I'll pray. Sometimes I'll do written prayers. Sometimes I'll, I'll read prayers that have been written by other people. It helps me focus. Or sometimes I'll just, uh, you know, kind of just pray out loud. But a lot of times I don't, you know, feel like I heard something from from the Lord. But out of 30 times, there will be two or three of those times where I really do. And so I know that if I wouldn't have done it 30 times, I might not have had any, you know. And so it's it's one of those things you have to just, you have to, you have to persevere through it. You know, you're not you're not every single morning just going to feel like the heavens have opened up and just <laughs> lavished blessings down on you. Um, at least it's not like that for me. Well, I think that that's what this whole verse talks about is not so much believing that this next thing is the thing to help you come out of your thing. It's believing that Jesus will bring you through and that his time is best and how he does it is best. Because that's the problem I find with my own life is that I want I want the Lord to fix it my way and in my timing. Yesterday. Yeah. Well that's not resting in him, right. you know, at all. That's me, you know, doing me. But when I come to him in faith, by faith, and and I try to abide in him, then that's where I find true faith to know that the Lord's got this handled. And so this valley that I'm in, this this suffering, this struggle that I'm in He's got this handled, and I have to just depend on him to bring me through it. And that's that's where faith and trust comes in, which is so hard. And I think that's kind of what we talk about the last, where he talks about take this this yoke and learn from me. Now, when I, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, when I when I think of a yoke, I think of like a donkey or something back from my parent or my grandparents' day, actually. And you could use that yoke to make someone do one thing, or you know, make the donkey do one thing or yeah. another. And that's not the yoke that Jesus is talking about here, like trying to make us do do you know this or that or these spiritual disciplines. It's about it's it's us having faith in Him. It's about us 
growing in him. It's about us following and mimicking him. It's, it's about sanctification, about becoming more like him is the way I see this here. It's not so much about us having work in our life or doing work. It's really resting in knowing that he's done the work, that we're no longer yoked to this sin in our life, this law in our life, that we, we have to do things the hard way, that we can literally do it the easy way because of what he did on the cross for us, dying you know, and taking our punishment for us. We can rest easy in the work that he's already done. Yeah, and and I know you would agree with this, but since I've been, you know, trying to follow after Christ um, for the last six years as best as I can, I fail every day, but, man, it is so much easier than what I was doing when I was just um, in my addiction and just and living in my sin and try, just doing everything my way, like Frank, Frank Sinatra always said. Uh <laughs> Do you know that song? Uh, I did. I did it my way. I've, got, yeah, I've actually I got it, it in my, my CD player, that very CD. <laughs> no. I do. I sure do. Yeah, but but anyway, ever since I've been trying to to, to live according to, to the scriptures and, and have surrendered to to Jesus, I mean, it, it's just, I can't even put into words how much less pain and suffering I have in my life. Now, I'm not saying I haven't gone through hard and difficult times. But when I do, I, I can I can lay that at the cross of Christ and 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 have peace that I've never had before. How about this though? Because I agree with you one hundred and ten percent. But does that always apply? Because I mean, in theory it does, but I don't always believe that. I mean, because there's times that I will go back to the old way and try to handle it my own way. Oh yeah, and then yeah. then you know someone uh, will redirect me or. or Really? The Holy Spirit will redirect you exactly through through the pain, right? With pain, and so I, I find peace again. But it's not like I just if something blows up in my life, I go, "Well, Lord, I'm here. Um, just take me as you will, and um, <laughs> I trust you." That is no, not, no, no. <laughs> not the way it works. No, I'm not saying it's like that. I'm saying yeah. you know, a lot of times it's hindsight. Yeah. A lot of times I'm looking back and I'm going, "Wow, right. you know, you were there." you know, for me, even though I was sitting there trying to do it all on my own and you let me, you let me go through some pain and some difficulties, but I did come back to you. You know, I just love saying that because, you know, there's so many times I listen to the preachers, um, on, on, you know, out of the pulpit and they'll say it and and it's not wrong what they're saying. I'm not harping on nobody. We're going to have a preacher on here in next week or two, a pastor up here and we're going to talk about a different verse, but, um, it's kind of like this is what you can expect forever, but it, it's not. It, I mean, it, if you're hearing this and you go, well, that's not my life, well, it's not mine either. I mean, it's it's not rainbows and butterflies just because I, I've, I've read a verse and I kind of understand the verse. Practice, you know, yeah, it makes perfect, but, man, it's hard. I yeah, mean, especially when you're in – when you're in the pain and when you're in the suffering. I couldn't have taught this today if I was going through something. And Today's a good day. It's easy yeah. to teach this on a good day. Yeah, I've had a good day too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but when you're when you're experiencing the burden of life and of sin um, and all those things that weigh you down, it is difficult. That's where your faith comes in. Right. And that's where you get to lean into this and go, you know, Lord, I, I have to trust you even during this part. And it's difficult. But I've never, I've never come up against a situation where 
I mean, it, it is usually after I've tried to meddle in it myself. I've tried to fix it myself. I've tried to find the rest myself and manufacture it. But when I give it over to the Lord and I and I prayed about it, I've never not received that rest. I see it. So um, it's I need to make it where it's not the last thing that I try. <laughs> you know, I need to move that up on the priority list um, where I where I just give it over to Him easier and quicker and and a lot sooner. That way, I will experience a lot less pain and difficulty. Um, so that's kind of my goal now is to do that a lot sooner. Which is a lot better. I mean, for it you and I, better. it was using drugs or an alcohol or other things. And, you know, so today we're not using the drugs or alcohol. So that's progress. Yeah. And that's oh, what yeah. I believe that's, as a Christian, that's all we can we can hope for is to get a little bit better today than we were yesterday. Yeah. And I mean, that that's the rest that I've found in Christ, you know, since I've been sober this time is I never six seven years ago if you would have said i would ever even be able to live without drugs and alcohol and just just to live not even to be you know relatively happy and have some joy and peace i would have never believed you that i could even do that um so that's that's some of the rest that i found in jesus this time is you know that i can i'm actually you know have joy in my life i'm i feel you know uh I'm reasonably happy in this life, you know, um, and I never would have believed that was possible before. So today we, we close up a little different, right? Yeah. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to close down a little bit different. We're going to close down with a song and this song is called come away from rush and hurry. And it's by Carrie Young and Caleb Fincher. And the lyrics are by Marva Dawn. I heard this song this morning, and I knew we were going to be talking about this verse, uh, these verses about finding rest in Christ. And I was like, that is the perfect song. And so don't sign off. Listen to this song, and you can find it on iTunes or wherever you stream music. And just listen to the song and take a few deep breaths and find the rest in Christ.
burdens, life's confusions, fears and pain. Leave them at the cross of Jesus. Take instead His kingdom reign. Bring your thirst for He will quench them. He alone will satisfy all longings. Find attainment when to self we gladly die. Worry, come to Christ to find relief.